All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario show. And uh, excited to be back behind the mic with my man, Mr. Manico here. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back as well. We had a little hiatus of a couple of weeks, so it's always nice to be back. Yes, sir. And so since then, man, as we were talking before, we went on air. So much stuff is happening to where it's like, to me, it's kind of mind-boggling just because I'm trying to connect all the dots. But then again, it's hard to just because... We have, I think we have two two levels of information on the surface, as far as what we're being fed, and then of course underneath the stuff that mainstream media will never touch, and that's kind of where I try to stick to. And I think the recent events here with uh, China, Saudi Arabia, and of course the oil situation. So between gold and oil, I think those are two subjects the mainstream media don't want to shine too much light on. But uh, you do a good job of doing that, and I try to. So I guess. Uh, Right now, Saudi Arabia, China, they're making all types of deals. I think 34, you know, deals have been signed. Not sure. They didn't disclose fully what they are. But is, is this a sign of what we should expect in 2023, some type of major announcement? Or, or what are you thinking? Well, we've known that uh, Xi Jinping was going to meet uh, MBS in December. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. But and now it's happening. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just a, a natural move away from the petrodollar, I think. And, uh, you know, also the uh, it's also symbolic, I think. And uh, the fact that when Biden went to Saudi Arabia this summer, I think it was in June. I'm not it could be July, but I don't know. But he flew to uh, Jeddah, uh, which is on the uh, Red Sea. And it's not really the uh, capital of Saudi Arabia. The capital is Riyadh. And you saw that they did that uh, knuckle uh, called. And, yeah. uh, I, I looked at that and uh, MBS, you know, looked briefly at Biden, but he didn't really have too much. It didn't really look a, like a pally thing. But, yeah. you know, Xi Jinping is different. He flew into Riyadh, which is mm -hmm. the capital of Saudi Arabia. And uh, he flew in on the 7th of December, on I think Tuesday night. And yeah. I... I read that the uh, his plane was escorted and given a lot of pomp by the Saudi mm -hmm. Air Force, mm -hmm. and, and I think just that shows that this is real. You know, this is a, a big moment, and, and the West does cover it, the mainstream media cover it, but they don't make it. They don't see the importance of it, mm -hmm. and they still say, "Well, the you, you know the Saudis still depend on the U.S." But I think, uh, like you said, you know. Uh, the mainstream will give the public what they, they want to be fed, what they want to feed us. Yeah, want to <laughs> feed us, but we need to dig a little bit under the surface. And I've been talking about the death of the, uh, you know, the demise of the petrodollar since 2016. Mm -hmm. One of my best videos is one of those. And I said at the time, it's not going to be like, like overnight. It's going to be like uh, when you have a super tanker, you know, right. oil super tanker, when you, change tack it, it you, you can't go like a on a boston whaler and do it it takes time and, and i think the chinese have uh, been and the russians have been preparing for this the chinese they've built exchanges uh in shanghai to trade oil in yuan to trade uh, gold in yuan and we've spoken about this for the last few years and and now uh they're pushing you know the deal here with saudi and also the other uh, Gulf countries, which Saudi Arabia basically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, leads, is to deal in yuan, oil for yuan, and to, right. to make them, 
you know, to, for these countries to deal in Shanghai. So it's, I think it's all like uh, getting in, it's all falling into place. And like yeah. you said, 23 to 23 will be very important. So I, I think that's probably one of the most important uh, uh, piece of headlines uh, this week. Uh, yeah. Of course, <laughs> other people are going to be looking at the world football or soccer world cup and obviously <laughs> distractions in the U.S., you know, politics, you can tell me what's going on because there's so much. <laughs> there you go. No doubt. So, you know, outside of some of just the headline pieces, as you mentioned, you know, enter into a new era. And so I think that this sudden rush at the to close out 2022 with all these deals. So as I mentioned here, this article here talks about a new era. And I think this is the one where it talks about Saudi media. Uh, Saudi media reported that two sides have already signed 34 investment deals in sectors, including technology, energy, but gave little details. Yeah. And so those 34 deals, I would assume, have a lot to do with this current transition on top of, I guess, Saudi's uh, push to join the BRICS plus, which will probably be announced in 2023 as well. So something definitely is brewing. I think it's more so about preparing the foundational pieces for whatever they're going to announce and yeah. the question will be, will it be after there is some type of systemic event? Will this be their solution for the world shifting towards that next payment structure? Or is this just some typical steps that they're going to take regardless of whatever uh, comes yeah. in 2023 is going to be the question? I, I think it's just a normal step. They're not thinking, overthinking. I think they, they just want to be. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the, the problem is like uh, I tweeted out today a, a picture of uh FDR meeting the uh, King of Saudi Arabia back in 1945 mm -hmm. and starting this relationship. Uh, I think it was in uh, somewhere in Egypt on the lake mm -hmm. <laughs> off the uh, Suez Canal. Yeah. And, uh, I bet you back then the U.S. was a lot more uh, respectful of the Saudis and stuff. And, 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 it's, and the U.S. is not only with the Saudis, and I'm not saying this about Americans, but the U.S. government, the Anglo-American empire, they treat other countries like they're, they're their subjects, uh, you know, and, and I think that's what it's about. I, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, Xi Jinping respects Saudi Arabia and they look at Saudi Arabia as an equal, while uh, any American president, be it Trump, Biden or Obama, they treat Saudi Arabia as like a below them. Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. And they, you know, wherever we might have a reset CBDCs, uh, I think that's beside the point. It's a much bigger picture yeah. here. And uh, the other thing I would point out that uh, the U.S. was telling Saudi Arabia not to do is to get involved with Huawei. Mm -hmm. And they have. So that that's very significant, I think, as well. Right. Right. And so I, I think a lot of that, which you just talked about, how how. I guess the U.S. has been viewed forever. You know, we and I, I've all my life I've grown up hearing about ex exceptionalism, where the U.S. is always the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We, 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 and I guess everybody else is subservient to us. And it had everything to do, I think, with the petrodollar system, the fact that the Federal Reserve note, okay, that system has been the primary. Um, uh, it's been the bread and butter for us, you know, meaning U.S. citizens here that we have enslaved the world with. And so, as that's changing now, I think the narrative is also changing. And I think Saudi Arabia is, is going to be the is going to be the final, I guess, uh, a nail in the coffin as to this whole shift away from the petrodollar system. Yeah. And one of the things uh, I guess you mentioned also the exchange. I want to bring that up as well. Article 
uh, where uh, let me see if I can grab it real quick uh, about uh, President Xi recommending that they uh, settle energy uh, on uh, in the Shanghai exchange. So that's definitely that's definitely a pivot from the typical methods of which uh, yeah. they do business with the petrodollar system. Instead of trading on the NYMEX, which is part of the COMEX CME, you know, they trade the crude oil futures. The Yeah, that's very, that's huge. Yeah, this is going to be big. So this article here gives more information, but it just quotes G uh, and just talking about how basically with the Gulf Corporation Council, how he's encouraging them to do more of their energy settlements. As it says here, Shanghai Petroleum and National Gas Exchange. And then also here it talks about China will also establish bilateral investment and economic cooperation working mechanisms to carry out local currency swap cooperation and deepen the digital currency cooperation as well. So that sounds like a currency shift in of itself. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so currency swaps and their digital. So that whole digital currency cooperation lets me know that there's going to be some interoperability yeah. between the digital yuan and uh, whatever the you know Saudi Arabian real digital real. What up? The other thing I I noticed uh, one of their deals was for huge constru construction projects in Saudi Arabia, and mm. you know Chinese they they've you know whatever you might want to say about the Chinese uh, Communist Party or everything, but they've brought hundreds of millions of people out of poverty in the last thirty years. Mm -hmm. And they built like, uh, you know, they've got cities that you never knew about, like Wuhan, for example. Yeah. When when I learned about Wuhan in the beginning of 2020 with that thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> I never heard of it. And it's an 11 million uh, people metropolis. So uh, I think uh, China is ready to help Saudi Arabia do that, that Saudi Arabia just started building that. <laughs> I'm not saying I like it, but is that line city, which is yeah. going to the trillion dollars in the desert yeah. i'm sure the chinese will probably be involved in helping with that oh uh no doubt and of course what are, they're gonna probably end up using the last remaining uh of their dollar reserves to pull that off while they still can't put those dollars to use before yeah, uh, it becomes, uh, the purchasing power <laughs> drops massively the other <laughs> exactly. thing about, you know doing uh dealing with the shanghai uh oil and gas exchange mm -hmm. is that a lot of countries are going to you know, realize why do we need to hold all these dollars and treasuries if we're going to be dealing directly with China? And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm not saying it's going to be overnight, but we've already been seeing that I think Chinese uh, reserves of treasuries have gone from 1.4 trillion to mm -hmm. just under a trillion or thereabouts. Right. right. So, and other countries as well, it, it's just going to drop. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder off you know it's not it's going to be in the next two three years we're going to see a huge difference and it's pretty much what happened to the uh to the british after you know world war ii especially mm -hmm. uh, a lot of their colonies used to hold sterling balances and as the uh, british empire kind of faded away uh they moved away from sterling and you know they 
they uh, didn't hold as much sterling reserves. They started holding dollar reserves. And I think that's the way it's going to be as well. Uh, but it might be a bit more diversified. It might be more, you know, more yuan reserves, more ruble reserves, or more uh, South African rand reserves or rupee reserves. It's yeah. going to be a more balanced uh, or multipolar world, I guess. Yeah. Now I can see, like, of course, from this past summer, uh, Putin talking about a currency basket. And so if they were to take that same currency basket structure and mimic the current uh, for uh, or the Dixie basket, where the dollar is the predominant uh, uh, weight, weight, weight portion of that. And so I wonder, like, how will they end up breaking that up? Because I would assume I don't think China yeah. and Russia would definitely want to have it to where China has more of a say so than Russia just because of their partnership. So yeah. will it be a, a joint Russian ruble? And you want and then everything yeah. else under that type of thing or what? I don't think uh, they're they're gonna go to build a you know a, 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 like an equivalent to the dollar index. I don't think mm-hmm. it, they care. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is trade with each other yeah. and uh, make sure that. Uh, and if you you have to uh, realize that you only really have to exchange, uh, let's say, gold. Mm-hmm. With each other, if you build up uh, a big balance of, let's say, China big builds a huge balance of Indian rupees, mm-hmm. that means that India is inflating too much. So yeah. what the Chinese will do is says we want we want gold for those rupees, right? That's what it's all about, and, and that's why I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they they will want to have a a yuan index or something like that, and and. Yeah, they, they just want to trade. Yeah. And, and I think p- countries, hopefully, <laughs> they will be more uh, disciplined because uh, that's how it used to be. Let's say Russia starts inflating too much and they buy too many things from abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, those countries are going to have huge reserves of rubles and they're going to say, you know, they're printing too much because, and that's what happened, you know, with the US in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And that's why the French wanted to uh, get their gold and then Nixon closed the gold window. Mm-hmm. So they'll ha- they'll just have to uh, work something out and maybe, you know, it won't, hopefully it won't be too organized. Mm-hmm. And why do I say that? Well, because when you organize it too much, you know, you, you always have to have a country that's in charge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a bad thing, yeah. but we'll see. I, I mean, that's just my, uh, my, my opinion. Yeah, it definitely will be interesting. So let's speaking of which, uh, we can't uh, exclude Russia because they're still in the mix. And so as of today, uh, the whole price cap. So it looks like the G7 Plus have come out with the, the fact they're going to say $60 uh, a barrel. And so Putin basically says, you know, we may cut production over the West price cap. And as a result of that, it's going to send the oil prices uh, a lot higher. And, Probably. And, uh, I, I saw another article today that they're selling, uh, the Russians are selling oil to Asia. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, above sixty dollars, and yeah. they're using uh, the the Russians are shipping the oil themselves to to mm-hmm. Asia and insuring it themselves because the the key about this European price cap is that um, the European insurers, i.e., the Lloyd's Lloyd's of London, right. really, who insures, uh, they 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 will only insure oil from Russia if it's uh, bought it. Dollars, it's not going to work. You know, the EU price cap is just another uh, big mistake by our uh, Western leaders. Yeah. 
Now, I guess uh, as a part of that, uh, that Zotan <laughs> article, we're talking about uh, gold and how it's eventually uh, Putin's going to decide to leverage or utilize, you know, gold the way he did when he had first announced the central bank buying gold for 60, 60, yeah. was it $60 a barrel, 60 rubles a barrel, something like that. Uh, that, that price stipulation that he put up. And so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think uh, in 2023, you know, gold will be one of those primary subject matters that will be linked to uh, the price of oil in some capacity because Russia will do it because of the sanction narrative and they're being yeah. forced to do that, you think? Yeah, and uh, I read that Zotan uh, article, mm -hmm. and uh, I did a video about it. And uh, what he talked about is that uh, a lot of the Russian oil will flow indirectly to the U.S. and mm -hmm. it will be added to the strategic petroleum reserves. Yeah. And that Russian oil is Euro's uh, crude. And uh, what Zotan said, you know, why would Russia want to sell their oil to the U.S. indirectly at sixty dollars? Mm -hmm. So what they can do, or Putin can do, according to Zotan, is uh, price the euros barrel of oil uh, for around a, a, a gram of gold, which is around sixty dollars right now. And uh, what that will do is that you can't that will drive the price of gold higher because if you want to buy the Russian oil, you need gold. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a it would be a really clever move, <laughs> probably the kind of move that Putin would move would do because he's a, a chess player. Right. Uh, Biden, I don't know what he plays with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not, probably checkers or something even, uh, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really uh, an interesting point, uh, you know. And uh, we'll see. Is it the reason why I hold gold? No. But it could drive the price higher. Like he said, it could double because uh -huh. uh, you could get um, two, you know, Putin could sell two barrels mm -hmm. for a gram. But what that will do, you know, that that's getting uh, oil for half price. It will make everyone around the world want gold. Mm -hmm. You can only buy the, the, the crude with gold. So mm -hmm. that will drive the price of gold a lot higher. Yeah. And as someone said, why would Putin sell two barrels of barrels oil for only $60? But it's not $60. He's selling it for gold. And mm -hmm. he knows that he said in the last few years that the dollar is doomed. Right. So he's a stacker. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say, I know people, a lot of people out there hate Putin and I, I, I don't have any, like, uh, I, I just look at the guy and see the way he thinks. I'm not saying I love him or hate him, but I think he's doing the right thing. And um, yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. Like you said, 2023 will be an interesting year. I think, you know, if that was to come to fruition, that would literally be a checkmate type of move because you couldn't deny the role of gold as the standard, and especially if you're pricing oil uh, in it to point to the point where the USD uh, uh, a denomination of whatever the price is, is yeah. will become irrelevant. So yeah. that will be the ultimate yeah. uh, reset, the other, I think, that the West yeah. will avoid. The other thing Zoltan says is that the bullion banks, uh, they've uh, been used to, you know, throwing a lot of paper at the, the gold and silver market. And, uh, but what this might do is that it might put a spanner in that because what it means is that you need real physical gold mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it could uh, unravel. He said it could be uh, dangerous for the Western too big to fail banks. 
And I think that's why we've seen gold rally lately. Mm -hmm. And uh, because uh, I think the, you know, the writings on the wall and uh, the paper game is, you know, basically Putin is uh, saying that we want real money for our oil, not U.S. dollars. Right. So um, there you go. Yeah, so it's uh, going to be interesting, but you know, I think everything is in place. So if you don't mind, I'm going to share with you my little visual aid from a couple of months ago, just to show how I was anticipating. And of course, it's still early, but you know how you know 2023. Yeah, you know, put those question marks there. Will be something that uh, I think will be written in history books in some capacity. So uh, we'll see. But um, all right, so here's a question from Mr. Chris. Appreciate you, man. We you know got a couple articles here, but we'll jump on this. It says. When the Fed does pivot and eventually drops rates to zero, will there be 30-year mortgage rates settle? Where will the 30-year rate mortgage uh, settle at? Thanks. Hmm. Mm. What are your thoughts? I don't. I don't. I, uh, I still have that. Uh, that, that. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. You know, the Fed looks to be doing a little. There will be probably a soft pivot mm -hmm. on the 15th of uh, December. I think that's when they. They've got a two-day meeting, 14, 15. They'll only mm -hmm. raise rates by 50 basis points instead of 75. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if they pivot completely and start cutting rates, I don't see them uh, going back to zero. They can't. And if they do try to go to zero, you, you would see the dollar destroyed. And mm -hmm. the way that would be reflected would be in the, you know, in the gold price out of control. You know, you wouldn't be able to get gold. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. So I, I think the 30-year mortgage rate is going to stay relatively uh, high compared mm -hmm. to the last, I don't know, uh, since 2008, nine. So I, I see a 30-year rate mortgage go down, down to two or three. Yeah, I, I see. A, I would imagine uh, to see a pause, not necessarily a pivot. So they'll probably get to certain, you know, mark, you know, certain figures sometime next year, and just try to keep it at that level. And if something breaks or cracks, I would assume that uh, the, the banking sector, the credit market, will probably seize up to where, you know, as far as the typical rates, uh, rates are going to probably go way higher, just to accommodate for the absolute failure of the banking sector. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see there being, you know, I don't see the real estate industry yeah. being something where people yeah. go, oh, let's go buy houses because it's going to be cheap. Yeah. No, complete opposite. The thing about the thirty-year mortgage rate, Chris, is that it's uh, it's based on the the longer-term treasury yields, like the ten, twenty, and thirty-year. And uh, unless the Fed <laughs> cuts rates to zero and then starts doing QE, because you know they can they can control the short-term rate when they move the Fed funds down to zero, but they can't control longer-term rates. The only way they can control longer-term rates is through uh, doing a lot of QE <laughs> and they'd have to probably do like a QE that we've never seen before because it's getting bigger and bigger. And that's why I said, uh, then the dollar is going to be toast uh, mm -hmm. if they do that. So, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, QE like we've never seen before. I talked a little bit about uh, BlackRock, how, how they're saying that, you know, what worked in the past, you know, will not work now referring to how distorted the central banking uh, you know, just policies have been to where it's going to take a lot, way lot more to try to calm things down if if they even can try. Yeah. But that's why I said it, they might not even they might be able to cut rates back down to three. Yeah, about it. And yeah, then 
mortgage uh, mortgage rates could come down. I don't know. They're out seven percent right now. The thirty year is six and a half. Yeah, they could come down to five. Yeah, but then again, overall housing market in of itself, you know, the prices will definitely continue to fall. So you know, people will probably hold off and want to try to buy at a later date. Therefore, force them rates down further. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of UK, man. Uh, that you yeah. sent me that headline: UK statistics officer cancels uh, the PPI release, and so you said that's uh, not too common. But uh, what, what, well, <laughs> what are they trying to hold off on? That's unheard of. You know, uh-huh. it's like uh, them can't. You know, uh, the thing is, this PPI was coming out uh, on the 14th next week, and on the 15th, the Bank of England is going to decide. You know, probably raise rates. Mm-hmm. So they they they've canceled this. They didn't like delay it. And uh, I went through the story and uh, uh, it, it really feels like uh, we're falling into uh, a banana republic scenario yeah. where governments don't want to put out the statistics. But according to this uh, ONS, which is the Office of National Statistics, mm-hmm. they made an error <laughs> from uh, January uh, this year to, yeah, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. They made an error of 1.8% a month. Uh, to me, it seems more like they're trying to uh, keep that number down. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's all coming out. Maybe yeah. someone from the ONS leaked that. And why mm-hmm. would someone leak that? Well, because uh, like recently, for example, the NHS, which is National Health Service Nurses, mm-hmm. they asked for a 15.1% pay rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, CPI is 10.1%. And... Uh, even at the ECB, uh, the the people rank and file people who work at the ECB, they they're thinking of going on strike because of a rising prices. So maybe someone at the ONS, you know, like uh, not a top person there, but a number cruncher said, uh, "This is rubbish." You know, they're tinkering with the numbers, and we're not getting a pay rise. And so probably they leaked it to someone, and they had mm-hmm. to come out ahead of it and say, "Oh, there was a mistake." You know, and we underestimated this output PPI by 1.8% a month. That's a that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, despite that, the pound is up today against yeah. the dollar, but and, and but the gill yields are up. So it just goes to show that um, how things are, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on, on this side, you know, like, you know, whether they're patting the stats over there, trying to make things look better than what they really are or not. Here we have uh, the, the pension bailout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thirty-six billion, man. That well, is we, crazy. Had a, we had a pension crisis here in uh, September, October. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember that a LDI, the Bank of England had to come in with, I think, uh, 15 billion pounds of QE. Yeah. But here it's Biden coming in with 36 billion. But I don't know if you've read the whole story. Uh, uh, I did. I did. It cost as much as 90 billion eventually. Mm-hmm. So even the headline is misleading. Yeah. <laughs> or like 90 billion. And, and it's just such a bad precedent because mm-hmm. now that they bailed out this central state's pension fund, mm-hmm. uh, Every other pen- pension fund out there in the U.S. is going to be saying, you know, you bail them out. Why can't you do that for us? Right, right. And also that that is so that eighty six billion that was a part of the American Rescue Plan that was, you know, they squeezed that in there, but it didn't get talked about because there was so much other stuff going on on top of that. To where I guess the remaining fifty billion or so that's it's going to be a fight for that to spread it throughout the country. 
And so once again, that's uh just that's probably maybe two or three different pension funds in comparison to it says a total of 200 uh, will be needing some help in the near future. And what they're putting out there now, they're saying it's only, only going to last to 2050. And I'm yeah. like, between now and then, we definitely will have yeah. a much, we're going to have a different monetary system. So that stuff yeah. will not be sufficient. What's all. So anyway, go, that stuff is going belly up. So it's just yeah. unfortunate, but yeah. yeah it was, I, uh, Biden said, you know, it's unfair that you work all your life and the, your pension is uh you lose your pension but yeah life is not fair and <laughs> why is this happening though well because we've had uh almost 15 years of zero interest rates mm-hmm. and these pension funds have uh what's happened i think and i'm not a specialist is that the people who have retired in the last 15 years uh they were promised you know seven eight percent mm-hmm. so what they've done is they've taken from the people that are paying in right and the investments uh, that they've invested in as a whole hasn't paid enough to cover this seven eight percent and right. that's why they're all failing and it's the same thing in the uk with the ldi so you have to really blame um the federal reserve and yeah, the, the, you know they manipulated rates to zero you have to blame the government for increasing the deficit and uh yes uh, <laughs> what what this says to me is that they're going to hyperinflate. You know, they, they're going to keep uh, paying these people out. Right. And that's the thing. Over time, it's going to purchase less and less to where they're going to start demanding, you know, increases in the payouts just because they're not they're buying enough. So yeah. it's a continuous cycle of nothing. Yeah. And until these it people, uh, the people who are going to benefit from it. And, uh, you know, I can understand that. <laughs> They would be feel uh, hard done by you know not getting a pension. They're gonna get everything, and mm-hmm. they're not active. They're not working, and <laughs> what are they gonna do? They're gonna spend it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. gonna create even more, de- and they're not producing anything. So this money is gonna be coming out of thin air uh, into the, into the economy. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. So what we got? Come on. Let's get to some questions, man. Uh, I see some back and forth in the chat. Um, uh, feel free to throw out some questions. It's been a while since we've touched on anything. So feel free to throw out some thoughts, ideas, suggestions, lots of subjects. Um, we just want to touch on three or four. Here. Auto, child, auto child tax credit coming back? Question mark. Low blood, blood pressure. What's the auto child tax? I don't know what that is. Oh, I think so. California right now, they're handing out basically it's like, you know, the stimulus checks in a sense. It's the way of trying to... Uh, utilize the you know having children as a way of uh giving people allegedly some cash back type of situation so i think california has something right now fourteen hundred dollars uh for whatever their child tax thing is but on a federal level i don't i don't see that happening no more just because it would be the equivalent mm-hmm. of, a, of a stimulus check i don't think they're you know into doing that right now so yeah i don't, I don't see them not coming back no time soon the next form of a stimulus might be in a cbdc form Pina <laughs> says i thought mario uh Maybe maybe Mario would wear a Brazilian jersey today, like the Brazilian football team. Well, uh, Pablo, I mean, uh, the older you get, the the less important uh, these kinds of events are. But, yeah, I'll keep an eye on how Brazil does. I think they're playing Croatia today. But I don't have a Brazilian uh, uh, football team shirt or jersey. Yeah, I haven't been following that. Oh, it's 1-1 one, one right now. Actually, and uh, they're playing extra time. So, uh, yeah, it's 1-1. One, one. 
Uh, here is a question here from Mr. Carl says, what would you what would you all do if a if technological advances has decreased the value of people globally? Tell me, please. What would you all do if technological advances has decreased the value of people? Well, globally? I think that's always happened, uh, you know, in the last 100, 200 years. You know, it started out with the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, let's say a blacksmith. Uh, in the early late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, you know, a lot of blacksmiths probably lost their jobs, but mm-hmm. they became maybe they went to work at a as a mechanic. I think people, you know, in technology, you know, because of the automobile, and technology mm-hmm. does hurt some old uh, old te- old right. old world jobs. Right. And I think it's all about adapting. You know, look. I mean, I'm an example of it. I started out in the financial markets. We didn't have the internet in the late 80s, early 90s, and mm-hmm. we did everything by the phone. Uh, we did have some computer screens with some prices, and then eventually, uh, and people were trading on the exchanges. I would call people in the pit, and mm-hmm. then eventually went all on screen, and, and eventually, you know, the the business kind of was not there. Mm-hmm. And then what did I do? I, I started my YouTube channel about six, seven years ago talking about, you know, things that I know. So you have to adapt. Right. Uh, it, it is hard. Not everyone can do it. But right. I, I think the key is not to think, oh, uh, that's it. You know, right. the, right. the key is to try to adapt. I don't know what you think about that. Right. No, no. So like, so not only do you adapt, but also you got to improve your overall skill sets like, you know, as one industry closes, a new one starts. And so it's just suggesting to that and finding ways of, you know, leveraging value out of it. And so right now heading into the AI robotic realm, they've already told us that, you know, most of the jobs that are repetitive are going to be taken away. Then what? So you got to yeah. figure out how to adapt. And you know, it's all, you know, I think the best and most interesting opportunities will come in community, being able to relate to people, connect with people one-on-one. That's something that I think the AIs and robotics cannot do as far as feeling human empathy and being able to connect with people face to face. It's going to be something uh, that creates opportunity. So it can be bad for those, but then good for others. So it all depends on how you look at it. I think the more entrepreneurial minded you are, you know, the better it will be for you. So that's just me. All right. What else we got? Any other questions you see? Let me see here. Uh, trying to chat off too many score posts. <laughs> A lot of people talk about soccer. <laughs> yeah. <apparently> penalties. <laughs> Uh, what it means is bigger homeless account for people around the world. We got seventy five dollars. Want a song? Uh, do you think the U.S. can replenish the strategic oil oh, reserves? I, I think they can, uh, but uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to drive the price of oil a lot higher. Yeah, and that's where, like, apart from the strategic preserving reserves needing to be refilled, is like being, I guess, you know, absolute necessity. It's like okay, at this current moment, you know, why was I mean? it was intentionally drained for a reason. And so I think it was also geared towards that going, that uh, net carbon zero push. That's mm. why I think initially it was probably, because uh, a lot yeah. of stuff was going over to Europe. So yeah. I, will they get it done? I don't really think so. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hold my U- breath. UK financial preparedness. Do you think they're uh, engineering some kind of reset and <laughs> distracting oh, yeah. us with the World Cup? Well, that's the thing. I, I'm not distracted by the World Cup. I, I think I only watched one game. Uh, mm-hmm. Brazil, the last game Brazil played a little bit, yeah. and all I do is follow the scores on online, you know. But uh, there, you know, there there are a lot of distractions out there aside from the World Cup. 
Uh, I mean, loads of other stuff in the U.S. I, I don't know. They, uh, they, the New York State said that the Trump Organization committed fraud. You know, everything uh, going on. Yeah, and that's the whole CBDC talk. You know, like the the Fed pilot announced two weeks yeah. ago, and then we have. Uh, uh, in Indonesia, the pilot is rolled out, and so yeah, it's yeah, Nigeria as well. Nigeria as well. I saw your uh, video yeah. there. And it just then, came out earlier in this year. But yeah, it, it hasn't. People yeah. hasn't really. People haven't really messed with it that much. The other thing that has distracted people is all this uh, FTX. Uh, 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 you know, right. uh, this Sam Bankman fraudster and how he denied he's not going to appear before Congress. <laughs> well, they might have to subpoena him. Right. And so apparently he uh, ignored the request. So, uh, and of course, the Maxine Water said that they're not going to do it. So it's like, okay, what is, what is they what are they trying to hide? Ed, yeah. Ed Hammond says, Robot Mario, they don't need us. <laughs> I guess they could, yeah, they could uh, kind of uh, do a Mario AI and put. Uh, yeah, the digital avatars is going to be real. Like, there's so much deep fake stuff out there now, but I, I don't know what to believe. Like, yeah. Well, it's, you, it's, guys, this is uh, this is me here. Don't <laughs> you? I, I'm me <laughs> as well. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so let's uh, let me see. We have 36 minutes, man. Silver is uh, looking promising, says Pablo Pablo Pina. Yeah, I mean, silver is up uh two percent today. It's at twenty three fifty two. Mm -hmm. The small price, and I think the close last year is twenty three twenty eight. So actually, silver is up on the year now, year to date. Yeah. Uh, gold is at 1800. Uh, I think we closed last year at 1820. So actually, silver now is uh, up on the year, year to date, while uh, gold is slightly lower. But the, you know, the NASDAQ is down about 26% year to date. So, yeah. you know, to all those people who've been um, saying you know, gold and silver are not a good store of value, <laughs> take that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ed says we can't all be social workers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good point there, man. All right, man. Uh, so we 37 minutes, Mario. I think we got a chance to cover some of the most relevant topics, man. Um, I guess oh, so. We have another, another topic, a distraction. Yeah. What, uh, what? Michael Otto. Yeah. Harry and Megan on Netflix. Yeah, that that's a very big distraction. I, I'm not going to watch it. You know, I haven't watched it. <laughs> but it's ridiculous, you know. But yeah, there's all these things, and I, yeah. I think here in the UK, we, the other distraction we've had recently is this: the health minister during COVID, he mm -hmm. had to resign because he had an affair. He's gone on this reality show, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it was every it was the only thing people talked about, you know. Yeah. And is it any wonder? And I'm not trying to be uh, big headed, but uh, you know, you can't help people when mm. that's what they care about yeah here's a question here it says michael Mario, do you think it would be a big mistake for them to arrest president trump uh, i think they if they were to try to pull that off man and have that guy walk out in handcuffs so this what, country would go into a complete rev revolution man what why do you why did he say that arrest president trump who's trying to arrest president trump they're trying to they're trying to through this whole tax situation as you mentioned even earlier they're trying to bring him down and so if they could try to pin anything on him as the ultimate diversion and distraction yeah. I think it will be it will be their dream to be able to arrest a former president, like have him in handcuffs. Because to my knowledge, I don't think that's been something yeah. that this country's ever seen before. Yeah. So to have him in handcuffs would definitely be the icing on the cake. Because oh, this yeah. country is crazy. 
Well, you know, this is part of we're in in the big turn, fourth turning, mm-hmm. and the uh, the last fourth turning was in the early forties, World War Two. Prior to that, it was the Civil War, and after before that was the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Nostradamus. Nostradamus. <laughs> I don't follow that very much, but some people are saying that he predicted a a, a civil war uh, in in 2023 in the u.s uh, i'm not sure how he knew about the u.s but maybe they it's like a, the symbol the symbology you know the yeah. main country so that's what i have to say about it they arrest oh, trump you know, it's gonna the country's gonna fall apart unfortunately it's so divided yeah oh, i'm not goodness. yeah i think it, it will be you know it'll be a bad thing yeah so once again 2023 is gonna be more than it's gonna have its events in it man but beyond that you know, I, I think everybody who tunes into alternative media, particularly you and myself, you know, we've all been preparing for something and taking incremental steps along the way. Of course, getting your weight up every other aspect of your life, making sure that you are somewhat shielded from the complete destruction of uh, the global economy, which is underway right now. So, yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, guys close out. Uh, yeah. This week. Anything? What's coming up in the next week? So we have the Fed next week, right? Uh, the reserve. The- yeah, I think the 14. Fed. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, and so uh, points. How do how do markets respond? Will they, you know, stock market? Uh, will they I think the, the markets will respond more to what the the comments that mm-hmm. come out, and then the the press conference. What Powell says, that's yeah. how they will react. And um, yeah, the markets don't look very good. The stock markets right now and the uh, yield curve you know the treasury yield curve is very inverted i think i think it hasn't been as inverted since the early 80s you know when you had the the volcker uh rate hike to 20 percent and the double dip recession yeah so cpi tuesday rate hike on wednesday uh so appreciate you norm well, we'll have more to touch on, of course, all the other things as they unfold. But yet, yeah, keep an eye on energy price and, of course, metals price, because I think that's going to be some true indicators as to what's really happening behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. The other thing I would say, don't worry too much about the fluctuations mm-hmm. in, in prices. Uh, just keep uh, stacking personally. That's what, uh, you know, that I, I would, uh, you know, don't worry. Unless, of course, you, you're trading paper and you're highly leveraged. That's, but that's not what we are all about. Right, Mike? Right. Uh, not at all, man. Not at all. Well, all right, my good people. As always, it was great to connect with you guys this Friday. Hope you had a great week and have a great weekend. And, uh, of course, continue to do what you do best, stack, prepare, and keep you, get your prayer game up as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, holiday season. You know, Enjoy it, family, friends, everything in between. So be back at you guys next week. Uh, enjoy every day and be blessed. See you guys later. Peace.